What's a kitten's name? Minnows. <laughs> oh, that's a cute name. I knew you were going to hate this story. <laughs> no, no. Tell us more about your daughter's kitten. We want to hear all oh, the stories. He was found under a dumpster in Conroe. Did you find him under a dumpster no, in Conroe? No, one of my neighbors found him under a dumpster in Conroe okay. right before the freeze that we had in December. Okay. Dumpster cat. Dumpster kitten. He's very cute. Dumpster cat. That's a good name. <laughs> I'll ask her if she can rename him. Dumpster. Just, yeah. yeah. Dumpy. That's I, I named him garbage because he eats garbage. Because <laughs> <laughs> he is garbage. <laughs> it all works out. Uh, all right. Welcome back to the Beyond Sunny podcast. We're exploring how to take our faith beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Nazaroff. With me, as always, Pastor Neil Bowser. I would know Patrick. And Elise McCarter. Still here. Still pretty successful. Oh, wow. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Early episode cough. Sorry, right. friends. Yeah. Kind of right. an attention hog. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> happy Lent, everybody. Woo. Is it happy? What do you, what do you say for yeah. Lent? It's probably so not supposed to be happy Lent. Yeah, just a precursor for the listeners about some of the personalities you might encounter today. One of us has spent the whole day fasting. One <laughs> of us only, just ate. It's only one o'clock. <laughs> One of us just ate a fried chicken sandwich sure. and french fries in, in front of the other two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. And yeah. I don't know what you're doing. Are you doing anything? <laughs> just having a normal Wednesday. Yeah. Just a good day. It is only one o'clock. I started last night, though. Oh, I have not you. had anything to eat since last night. So nice. What I will time go, last night? I will go 24 <laughs> hours of a fast. That's 11.59. You're right. So that's a... 24-hour fast. Well, good for you. Yeah. yeah. Hey, over halfway. So. That's the real crushing thing. it, crushing yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I, I slept for a lot of that. So. <laughs> I think that's a you solid strategy for, the rest of it too, for yeah. fasting. Yeah. Good. I mean, Leave here, take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> I'm preaching out at seven, so that's going to be a little tough. <laughs> Wake up by then. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we're going to talk about Lent. We're talking about why we're fasting. Okay. Because we mm-hmm. mentioned last week that you were fasting. We did. And now I'm fasting this week. Yeah. But Elise is up next week. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> get ready for it. supportive of her friends <laughs> that wish to do this thing. <laughs> we're talking about um, our Lenten theme, which is fasting and feasting. Elise will be feasting. How about I, that? Yeah, yeah. I'll hold down the feasting side <laughs> for you everybody. You You're go. welcome for my sacrifice. And talk about those. Both those things are spiritual practices here. But yeah. before we get that, we got some news. Okay. Oh, the news. Yeah. Um, from our friends at NASA. Oh, yeah, our hey, friends. They're local. <laughs> they're local. Just I've, down the road. I've been to NASA. Have you been to NASA? Yeah. I, ironically, I've not been to NASA yet. Oh, wow. it's, not really, it's not really ironic, I guess. Just surprisingly. Yeah. yeah. Surprisingly, I've not been yeah. to NASA. It's pretty cool. That's what I hear. Yeah. I'm looking forward to going. Just yeah. have not had a chance. One of these days. Someday. It's yeah. pretty far. I mean, from really where we it are. It is. It's like an hour yeah. plus. Hour. Yeah. Which is anywhere in Houston, but uh, but it's still it's but it still far, it feels yeah. like a farther hour because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's south. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I I agree. Was, ugh. <laughs> but it is pretty cool. All right, well, NASA has open calls for simulated year-long Mars mission. You know what? <laughs> Do I get to at meet one Matt point, Damon? at one point, I almost signed up for a NASA study where you stayed in bed for like six months. <laughs> and you were like, I'm doing this for free. Yeah. 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 And then they compensated you. They gave you like $3,000, which is not enough for six months. No, it is not. But they were trying to study the effect of like not exercising sure. on the body or whatever. So I didn't do it, but it sounded pretty good to me at the time because I, I had some depression. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a, if you don't have depression, we'll give you depression. Right. Yeah. 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 I was like, well, I'm in bed anyway. So <laughs> it's called playing to my strength. Right. Is, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> Yeah, um, NASA is seeking applicants for the Chapa, C-H-A-P-E-A mission. Chapea. 
Chap- Chappy. <laughs> all right, crew health and performance exploration analog. That uh, could have done better, I yeah, think. That's right. Get it together, NASA. Right. Yeah. Um, this is our best and brightest. A simulation to, to prepare for human explana- exploration of the red planet. Sure. Mm-hmm. So we're getting ready to be Matt Damon. We're getting ready to be Matt Damon in The Martian. Yeah. Or just Matt Damon. Very well for or him. just Matt Damon in general. Right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them. You're into crypto. He got home safe. He did get home safe. Yeah, I think it was stressful though. Sure, he I mean, lost a lot of weight. At he some ate point, potatoes you, for you're eating a, a lot of time. potatoes yeah. that were fertilized with you and your colleagues' feces. So mm. yeah, you yeah. Know, <laughs> yes, he ate a lot yeah. of potatoes. I mean, I like potatoes just fine. I, I don't mean, think they were French fried though. If my option yeah. is eat these potatoes or die on a you know foreign planet, which I guess I'm, they're all foreign planets, yeah. but yeah, yeah, then you know I'm still good with potatoes. I'll yeah, that. as long as it's potatoes. Like there's some vegetables, I'd be like, mm, I'm good. <laughs> it was a good run. <laughs> it's preferable. Well, they have a four-person crew living and working inside a 1,700-square-foot 3D-printed habitat at NASA's Space Center in Houston. Habitat? Yes. How called many, the Mars Dune Alpha. 1,700. For four people? For four people. That's smaller than my house. Yeah. <laughs> it's very yeah, tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a big yeah. space. <laughs> no, and you're related to the people in your house. Yeah. yeah. They will yeah. be going through you know, all the challenges of a mission to Mars. Resource limitations, equipment failures, communication delays, other environmental stressors, probably... Stinkiness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Somebody's going to be farting in that <laughs> yeah. space. Yeah. Just, it's yeah. going to be some stink. Yeah. It's just saying. Some sounds and some smells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how to. It's because it's not just a house you're all living in. Like, you don't have like four bedrooms, right? Like, yeah. It's a know, habitat. They call it a habitat. habitat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're definitely bunking up with You've got like a tire swing in the middle of it. You have a little <laughs> play area with a water feature. Yeah, I mean, and, that's yeah. like what they call them at the zoo. Exactly. So. Yeah. I'm a little Oh, man. NASA, you could be funding this project. Sell this to Fox. This becomes like a game show. Sure. It's like uh, maybe the, if you go down to NASA, NASA yeah. maybe yeah. they have like a, a, a viewing a two-way area. mirror wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can go just look at them. What yeah. does a people habitat look like? I think we're going to have to go find out. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast road trip. Oh, the, the, the person zoo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> they have like little fun facts about the people <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when you get there. Like Doug to measure my hand versus their That's hand right. Like, right. A, like a gorilla. Doug is endangered in the Brooklyn. Do I get to pay $5 to feed them lettuce? Uh, They'll have simulated spacewalks, robotic operations, habitat maintenance, exercise, and crop growth. How long is this? Year. Uh, Okay, too long. That's a long time. I'd do it for like a week. That sounds good. Yeah. I'd I'd like to do some NASA stuff for a week. Pretend like I'm on Mars with people. You have to take vacation for that. Eh. Yeah, Unless you, you can know. do it as a sabbatical. Listen, I'd take va- I'd take vacation to spend a week pretending I was on Mars. That sounds like it'd be cool. For yeah. sure. When I was a kid... The, the likelihood of me actually going to Mars seems pretty slim. So right. a week of vacation. Simulate it. When I was a kid, the uh, prize on all the Nickelodeon game shows was like a week at space camp. My brother actually did that. He went to a week at space was camp. Was it cool? Mm-hmm. I think so. I was like four or five at the time, but I think it was. Why haven't you not follow up on this information? I will let you know. Yeah, yeah Gray know. wants to go to space camp. Yeah. Is it a thing anymore? I don't even know. Yeah. I'm sure NASA has a camp. It was. It yeah. looked awesome when I was a child, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the 80s and 90s. So I mean, but now, you know, I have no idea if it's a thing. All right. Uh, are you interested in applying? Uh, no, too long. Yeah, yours is pretty long. Yeah, yours is a long time. Yeah. No. At a different stage of life, though. Yeah. Yeah. I could have seen myself doing this when I was like, you know, young and not married. Well, do you have to be like astronaut material? Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the question. Like, do yeah. they want me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> am I, ast- am like, I astronaut? Material? Probably not. Is the answer. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
NASA's looking for healthy, motivated. Nope. Not <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> already ruled out. <laughs> healthy was already question mark. <laughs> what are the parameters here? <laughs> but uh, U.S. citizens are permanent residents who are non-smokers. Okay. Check. Got that. 30 to 55 years old. Check. Check. Yes. Uh, proficient in English. Check. Check. Mostly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a good day, yep. <laughs> For effective communication between crewmates and mission control, ap- applicants should have a strong desire for unique, rewarding adventures mm. and sure. interest in contributing to NASA's work to prepare for the first human journey to Mars. I mean, I check all those boxes, but that year, it's a long time, NASA. Yeah. And you're selling yourself? Did or, or pay you? Or you do, do you get just... paid, but it does not say. It okay. says, like, as you kind of get into the system, they will pay you. This sounds like Okay, unfortunately, a, you also need a master's degree in a STEM field. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that's Does theology count as a STEM field? <laughs> yeah. Science, <laughs> theology, engineering, <Sorry>. Does, and math. <laughs> don't have masters. Have put together Lego Star Wars. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pretty good, if you ask me. I've watched a lot of Star Trek, so. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the Mars missions should have a chaplain. It seems like yeah. if we're exploring other worlds, yeah, we should have someone to talk to thought. us about faith. Sure. And I guess yeah. with only four, though, you need a chaplain slash. I mean, like, I don't think sure. you'd be just, like, you'd have to be a STEM and I chaplain. took science classes in high school. It's yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or pi- um, I know how to plant a potato in feces. It's fine. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> sure. Pile of feces, potato. Great. Put it in. That's, oh, that's what that's what uh, Matt Damon did. Yeah, I'm yeah. good for comic relief. Yeah, he was good for that. Was, right. If it's only four of them, I feel like my comic relief factor is going to go up. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're all STEM nerds. Yeah. So, like, right. you know, like, I'm gonna be the cool either, kid. In that either class. they love you <laughs> or they kill you really quickly. <laughs> Yeah, so they get locked in for a year to figure out, can we live on Mars? Okay. Mm, I don't think so. I don't want to. You don't think you can live on Mars? I mean, could I? Could could humanity live on Mars? Sure. Do, do you Why think, not? Do you think we're going to have people on Mars within our lifetimes? No. I think we'll land someone on Mars in our lifetimes. I don't know that we'll be living there, but I think we will land someone on Mars. I think we'll land someone on Mars and say, oh, that was a bad idea, wasn't it? And... That will be that. I think it's kind of like we land on the moon and then we're all like, but why? Yeah. Like, what are we like, doing up here? There's not a lot. It's next. We got some We got <laughs> Disco- some rocks. Discovery. You know, like. Eh. Quest for human innovation. Meh. I guess I'm so. I'm all about it. I guess so. It's like Mars is not that exciting, but eventually space travel is. So it's yeah. like we got to complete these boring steps mm-hmm. to yeah. get to the cool stuff. So that might be. I mean, obviously, I, I will be long dead before we get to the cool stuff. Right. Sure. But for humanity's sake. Yeah. Yeah. You know. There you go. Life on Mars. When I was a, a kid, also, they were saying we would be living on the moon, like by yes. b- yeah. easily right. by now, yeah. by this age. I was I was supposed to have a moon apartment. Like this was yeah. the Jetsons' age. Yeah, yeah. I think we learned a lot about the moon, and number one was that it was not going to be a great place for people to live. <laughs> yeah. I think we definitely overestimated <laughs> human achievement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or at least the, yeah, humans' ability to live on other places. Yeah. Right. Oh, well. <laughs> it's hard to live in other places. There's a reason that uh, Earth is in, like, the perfect distance apart from the sun and stuff, you know? Mm. It's, it's sure. almost as if there was some sort of creator that some, intended this to take Some human place. habitat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm part of this <laughs> seven billion person experiment. That's right. right. <laughs> Can we live the next year on Earth? And, you know, it's questionable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some, sometimes, yes. Yeah, sometimes, sure. uh, I'm not right. sure. Yeah. Listen, the experiment has not always been perfect, all right? There's been no. a couple of restarts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, humanity marches on, though. All right, right. Uh, cheers to our NASA uh, 
explorers. That's if right. You want to apply it? April second. That's your deadline. So. Okay. Oh, gotta get Still it got in time. quick. Still have time. All right. Let's let's. Like let's... Away. Yeah, it feels fast. I don't know. Yeah, it's because February is short. Yeah. Sure. All right, let's talk about our Linton theme, fasting and feasting. Okay. Okay, so we have um, a special thing for Lent. One, we have a member of our congregation fasting every day Mm -hmm. from Ash Wednesday to Easter Sunday. Except for Sundays. Yeah, except for Sundays. So, because that's a mini Easter. It is. Okay, so last week. Miniature, not mini like a lot of them. Yes, you kicked us off for for Ash Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And here I am a weekend, and now it's my my day. That's right. I have actually another day. Six other people have gone between then and now. At least some some of them have doubles, true, or even triples. Yeah, yeah. It's weird that some days have like doubles, and then we have empty days. Like, okay, what's the difference, yeah. right? You know. Uh, mm. Apparently, people don't like to fast on Saturdays. That seems Saturday <laughs> seems to be the day nobody wants to fast. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get it. That's a- <laughs> sure. Like I'm at work. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Fa- Saturdays easy, easy to distract yourself when you're like moving around, busy through your day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. When I'm lounging. Yeah. How can you How can you lounge without chips? Right. right. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, it's hard to lounge without chips. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and our fast is sun up to sundown. That's the intention. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, although I'm doing a 24. Yeah, fast, okay, overachiever, so Mister <laughs> Rebound COVID. Over here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's talk about why did we choose this theme? Because we're going to talk about uh, kind of fasting and feasting as our Lenten practice, and also maybe yeah. as a religious practice. Why do these things matter? Yeah. All right. So why do we choose this theme? So historically, fasting has been a really important part of Lent uh, yes. overall. Over through the ages, right? And so if you think of your uh, Catholic neighbors and friends, you know, you might be familiar with them not eating meat on Fridays. That's sure. a form of a fast, right? Uh, some of them will... The, uh, uh, the Sonic near me, ha- their their placard just says, Fish Fridays. That's it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and like, everybody gets it, right? Yeah. Because everybody that, understands. Fish Fridays, yeah. Because you can eat fish on Friday. Right, because apparently fish is not meat. I, don't, I haven't figured that one out yet. Yeah, that's, but yeah, that's false. Allegedly, yeah. once upon a time... Uh, there was a pope who said, hey, we've got a whole bunch of fish like rotting and stinking up the whatever. So, okay, you're allowed to eat fish on mm. Fridays now. Yeah. Some practicality. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, there's, also, there's also a funny meme that I saw the other day of Jesus being like, hey, uh, no meat on Fridays. And then Peter slipping Jesus a 20. I was like, by the way, fish are not meat. Pescatarian Fridays. So, But fasting has long been a practice. Uh, it's a piece of that. Uh, I think Patrick, it was you who kind of pointed out to us that while we're often not great at fasting, we're also not great at like feasting and thinking yeah. about that as like an intentional celebratory practice. And sure. so uh, for our Lenten journey here at Lord of Life, we're thinking about kind of the duality of those two things and how both are equally important ways in which we can encounter God in new ways. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're talking about fasting and feasting as a spiritual practice, yes. right? Like mm-hmm. we can maybe be great at Feasting. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I mean, we're Americans, so like overindulgence is built Crushing into it. our bloodstream, right? Yes. Like, yep. and, and maybe blocking and our, our arteries. <laughs> yes. and our cholesterol levels. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but um, as a spiritual practice, yeah. that's a different concept. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's maybe let's dive a little deeper. Let's talk okay. about fasting, and let's then we'll talk it. about feasting. All right. Okay. All right. Let's talk about fasting as a spiritual practice. So first, what is that? Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, A, you don't just have to fast from food. Oh, there we go. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can fast from all sorts of different things. Yeah. Uh, fasting means that you're abstaining from a thing, whatever yeah. that might be. Um, a lot of people, right, you might give something up for Lent. That's a, an example of a fast. Um, but sp- fasting as a spiritual practice intentionally means that when you uh, desire that thing or when you're looking for that thing that you are fasting from, you take that as an opportunity to 
have some sort of intentional move back to God, right? Yeah. So you pray in that moment, or you have a, a scripture passage that you read in that moment, or some other method that uh, as I'm thinking about food, or as I'm thinking about the Starbucks that I want to go get, or as I'm thinking about the uh, Facebook that I gave up for uh, Lent that I'm not going to check, right? Instead of doing that thing that I've turned to in the past that perhaps has satiated my earthly desires, I turn to God instead and rely on God to give me what I need in the midst of that. Yeah. That's the base practice of fasting, right? That as a spiritual practice, you're turning back to God uh, when you don't need this thing anymore. Hmm. Okay. So, you know, at least you mentioned like fasting for food. Not into it. No. no I'm, Have you ever given up anything for Lent? No. So to me, Lent is a new concept. Okay. When I was growing up, that was like what Catholic like people right did. Like right now? This is the first time that you've no, heard about No, I've been in this church for like five years. Okay. So like <laughs> Just wanted to make sure that this was not like the first well, time. Well, we don't push it. You know, giving things up. We don't put, yeah. 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 It's not really a part of our DNA as a church. It's not. Lint is, but not that part. It was always like a Catholic thing to me, though. I was like, I just don't really understand it. I mean, cool, whatever. I like the idea that it's not just food. Like, I have Mm -hmm. heard of and seen people give up something that has been sort of a crutch for them Mm -hmm. for Lent and kind of like break that cycle of bad habit. And I think that's interesting. Um, To me, do I want to give up eating? Nope, absolutely not. really value eating. <laughs> so I think, I, think, it's great. I think it's just kind of the concept of fasting from f- food is maybe just kind of lost on me. Um, yeah. I have done it before as part of a course in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also hypoglycemic, so it's a little bit tough. <laughs> sure, sure. But, and you know, we uh, uh, totally, you know, to cover our bases here, right. We don't encourage anybody to fast when it's a medical, uh, a poor medical oh, choice yeah. for you, right? Like, you know, sure. there are other ways for you to do this. Um, but I think as a, a practice, right, the intention there, and you kind of re- were getting this, right, it's not even just giving away a crutch. Mm-hmm. It's what are the things that distract me from my relationship with God? And for a lot of us, myself included, right, um, I use uh, maybe eating to uh, distract myself when I'm frustrated or when I'm angry or when I'm uh, s- stressed out, right? And so rather than turning to God in prayer when I'm experiencing those emotions, I turn to the bag of snacks in my office, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And so it's not that I'm trying to make a, well, I want to make a healthy life choice and snack less, and so I'm going to fast, right? It's a, I want to make a spiritual choice of this thing is what I turn to to distract me from whatever I'm dealing with rather than turning to God. And so maybe that's uh, social media. Maybe that's... Uh, um, uh, it could even be something healthy, right? It could be running, right? Maybe or uh, exercise of some kind, right? Sure. A lot of people say like, "Oh, exercise is how I de-stress and how I uh, distract myself from things." Maybe it's movies or TV, mm-hmm. right? What are those things that we are using to intentionally distract ourselves from the troubles or from the frustrations of our life, rather than doing what Scripture tells us to do, which is turn to God in those moments? Yeah, uh, I definitely can say you know a uh, distraction for me you know is work so i'm going to be fasting for the next <laughs> yeah. couple of weeks mm. and if you're against mm. it uh that's religious oppression just, interesting just saying right. yeah mm. yeah okay so, just saying just saying yeah um i'm going to be fasting from paying your uh what's it salary, salary. salary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah money <laughs> paying my money right i'm paying you money <laughs> Um, I think for me, you know, today is kind of, I'm I'm thinking about this, is I know like every time we say the Lord's Prayer on Sunday, you know, we say, give us this day our daily bread. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of an interesting thing and a phrase to kind of say when my pantry is full. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I'm saying, like, give me my daily necessities, but I already have my daily necessities. Is kind of an interesting phrase that I think um, 
parts of our world maybe can click or connect with differently yeah then it then it means for sometimes a privileged western person you know like and i may not be as rich as my neighbor but i have food in my pantry Mm -hmm. and in fact to the point of like i've never been to a place where i'm like where i've intentionally thought will i eat this day yeah like that's never been a question i've ever had to really wrestle with it may be I will eat something I don't really want to eat this sure. day or something I'm not very excited about. But I've never n- had the question of like, I'm not sure that will happen. Mm-hmm. And so I think fasting for me is, a, you know, drawing me into how do I depend on God daily? And the hunger, you know, the, the growl of my stomach is a reminder that, you know, a need for God in my life daily. Cause it's very easy to say like, yeah, I need God. But when I actually think about it, I'm like, well, do I act like that? Or yeah. do I really? Cause if I didn't pray, would my life, my day be just fine? Probably. Yeah. And if I didn't pray, give him my daily bread, will I still eat? Yes. You know, like, so for me, it's an intentional reminder of like, how am I depending on God? And we, uh, I've kind of, chosen for our Wednesday night series, our Linton series, different fasting stories from the Bible that kind of each point us in kind of a different direction. Uh, so tonight I will be preaching uh, on Jesus fasting in the desert and talking mm-hmm. about fasting as a form of reverence. And so, you know, that'll probably be out there somewhere if you want to, sure, <laughs> if yeah. you want to listen to it. And, yeah. and you kind of gave us an overview from Ash Wednesday. Yep. And next week we have an exciting announcement. Beyonce Day is live again. Woo! Take two. Yes. Yeah. So, this Wednesday, uh, as you're listening to it, yeah. and if, in, in a few days, Wednesday, February 28th, February 28th, we will be live at Lord of Life Lutheran Church at 7 p.m. in the mm-hmm. Woodlands, Texas. Yeah. Uh, we'll be talking as fastest as a form of revolution. Resi- resistance. Resistance, yeah. Eh, close That's in some way. Yeah. <laughs> in the same way. You know. uh, and we'll be looking at the story. Uh, there's a story in the book of Esther mm-hmm. where uh, they're going to fast. And yeah. not to spoil anything because we want you to come or Come on Wednesday or tune in next week yeah. to kind of hear our live episode again, uh, us kind of processing this with uh, with the congregation. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Any other, our, our, yeah, fun enough, our, our fastings are all our words. Do you remember any of those? Other uh, let's see. We got fasting as resistance, fasting as repentance, fasting as refocus, uh, fasting as relationship. That one might not be right. I might have made that mm-hmm. one up. Yeah. Yeah, those are the ones I remember off head. Yeah, we had a great, you know, some fun time coming up with those. We but, did, yeah. Know, now. <laughs> All right, any other thoughts on fasting? Why Why this is important? Why is a congregation should do this? Uh, you should try it, right? I mean, it's it's like saying, like, hey, I'm going to try prayer for the first time, and sometimes it's uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, praying standing up is something you love, and sometimes you're like, hey, I really prefer to pray sitting down, or I really yeah. prefer to pray out loud, or I prefer to pray in a written journal. Like, all of those are fine. So, you know, try this. What does it mean for you to connect to something in a particular way? Yeah. Um, and yeah, and uh, it is, right? It's about that thing that is, that thing or things that are distracting you uh, rather than allowing you to turn to God. What What is that thing, right? It's not just making a healthier life choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, interesting enough, when Jesus does talk about fasting, he kind of tells his, the followers there, he's like, when you fast, uh, not yep. if, you know, like yeah. there's a kind of like, Fasting is kind of baseline for Jesus. And even like there's rules attached to fasting, but like the idea of like everyone is going to be fasting, obviously, (laughs) and you could be doing that right or wrong, Yes, but we're all going to be doing it. Yeah, And so it's kind of um, maybe a a spiritual practice that seems pretty foreign to Mm -hmm. us in America. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. 
Let's talk about feasting. Let's do it. All right, so. Back in Elise's My time to shine. (laughs) (laughs) You've been awfully quiet. I know. All right, so for us, uh, we talk about fasting on Wednesday nights and feasting on Sunday mornings. Yeah. I'm also preaching this Sunday. Wow. It's Look at you go. It's quite a week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sunday, you're talking about Exodus. I am talking about manna from heaven yeah. as part of our feast. Yes. Good one. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so, full disclosure if I go to a feast and it's just little white flecks of something, <laughs> it's just floor bread. <laughs> floor bread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be skeptical. Why of is this feast. damp? <laughs> <laughs> Good news, everybody. Welcome to the feast. (laughs) (laughs) I crumbled up a bunch of bread, threw it on the floor. Right, right. (laughs) And left it out overnight. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Eat all you 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 want. It's going to be bad. By the way, it's it's also going to be bad tomorrow. Right, very short shelf life. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. um, So fasting spiritual practice. Feasting feels like, is this a spiritual practice? Mm. But we've decided it is. And I think it is. So how is feasting a spiritual practice? Let's talk about that. Well, you're the the feasting queen. So I was just looking. I figured you had something to say about this. I will say as a general rule, I think that people deprioritize joy. Like there are so many things in our lives that we prioritize and put more value on than just experiencing joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think feasting, it, you know, maybe we don't call it feasting in the modern era, but, you know, in enjoying eating and celebrating and sharing that with other people, that is a way to experience and prioritize joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a great, I think for me, a, a great way to see it. Like joy matters, excitement matters, celebration mm-hmm. matters. And sometimes the church is like, yeah, we don't do that here. Right, like, yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's for weddings. Right, we're more about like the abstinence and the, you know, yeah. deprivation, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, like I think this idea yeah. of like, yeah, like this is, the, like people who are in Christ mm-hmm. should be more joy-filled and more excited about life than those outside of it. And sometimes our world looks the exact opposite. Right, like, I mean. Christians can look dour, you know, mm-hmm. party poopers. Right, no fun yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. I, if you think about it, like what are the things, like if somebody asks you, what do you prioritize in your life? You're probably going to say things like my career, my family. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to be successful. But when was the last time you're like, I prioritize joy. I prioritize, you know, experiencing fully the experience of being alive. We just don't really say that. Yeah. So. yeah. I think a piece of it, right, is that our modern context is so far removed from the pl- a place where we have to worry about, you know, like, like you were saying, right? We don't have to worry about our food on a regular yeah. basis, right? Uh, and, you know, in Jesus' day, uh, and even not that uh, far, or not even that far back in history, right? Most people were wondering like, hey, what's our next meal going to look like? And they're working for their next meal sure. or they're working to hunt for their next mm-hmm. meal or to grow something for their next meal. Um, but so when we can go to uh, a store that's five minutes from our house and, you know, with whatever money's in our pocket, buy a, you know, almost literal feast, sure. uh, I, I think it's warped our sense of what feasting is supposed to be about. Because Absolutely. I, yeah. I don't think feasting as a spiritual practice is intended to just be how much food can I shove, shove in my, in my mouth hole. Right? Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. new. <laughs> yeah. Killing the fat and calf is a big deal it is. In, right. the, in the biblical yeah, times. It's and serious. yet for us, we could eat a fat and calf 
daily. You know, yep. like I go Absolutely. to Whataburger every yeah. day. Got it. Give me that I got calf. a fat calf on the way here. That <laughs> 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 no, was chicken. Yeah. Give, me that, give me that calf extra fat. Right. So, right. You know, like, you know, like that, that's not. It's a very different concept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like that's not like a celebration or a party or or something different because it's built into kind of how we exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so the, the question that I would have then is how do we genuinely celebrate you know, maybe feasting is not even the most helpful word, but how do we genuinely celebrate in a way that recognizes God's blessing in our life, right? That we are able to celebrate because of what God is doing in our midst. And I think that's the piece that we miss, right? We're great at throwing parties, right? I mean, we love to throw a wedding party. We love to have people over to our homes. We love to, you know, maybe cook a big fancy dinner, but how do we make that, not not that it has to be like a whole preachy turn to Jesus thing, but how do we make a point of saying like, I'm doing this as a practice to celebrate the gifts that God has put into my life, the people that God has put into my life, the, the whatever that might be. And I don't think it has to be over-the-top extravagant food for it to be effective mm-hmm. yeah. in that manner, right? The, the feast can be a feasting on the, the friendship that you have in mm-hmm. the space, right? Like it can be a gathering over bread on the floor, and yet <laughs> the people that you're with can make it into a feast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great point. You know, I think part of like when I think of like feasting, it's usually a special occasion, right? Sure. Like, and it's an intentionality behind yes. it. It's not just like a potluck. It's something uh, more exciting. Like, uh, and the Bible kind of highlights these things. You think of, you know, in the Book of Revelation when we talk about what is the union between heaven and earth going to look like. You know, the analogy John uses, like, well, it's kind of like a wedding. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's mm-hmm. kind of what it's going to be like. And 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 that's kind of a powerful image because we understand a wedding is like a feast right like yeah. this intentional place where we're dancing we're dressed nice yep. and we're eating uh together in celebration of something exciting um and so i think like that moment you know maybe is more challenging of how do we capture that as a spiritual practice or as kind of a church community right um without it just being like are we doing this just to do this or is this a celebration of something greater than ourselves? Yeah. And, that, and they, yeah. I think that's where we can kind of get into some like it's more challenging. Yeah. A wedding makes sense because it's a union between two people, two families, uh, an exciting moment. And so we're partnering in that excitement. Mm-hmm. A Tuesday, it's much harder to get there. <laughs> sure. You know, like, yeah. So and when you're you know celebrating like that, it's much easier to look around and say, look at what I was able to do. Right. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and to take the right, we're much more likely, even this is just psychologically, we're much more likely to take the credit than we are to take the blame. Mm-hmm. And so when things are good, we're much more likely to look to ourselves and all the great things that we've been able to do to get to that place yeah. versus when we're struggling or when we're fasting from something, we're much more likely to look for someone to blame for those things. Yeah. yeah. All right. So what are some ways, you know, we as Christians could feast better? Mm. Champagne for communion. Uh, oh. There are churches who do it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, one of the churches here in Houston, I think it's Christ the King, uh, does champagne on Easter. Awesome. Yeah. I don't hate it. I yeah. think it's fun. You I think a it's mimosa just a toast <laughs> for Easter. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't mimosa. Know. It's right. Still the little glasses. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I think it's a fun way to kind of like tap into the celebration that our kind of world kind of gets into. Like champagne yeah. is for special occasions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like this is a special occasion. I think it's kind of fun. You know, like I'm not saying every church should do it, nor am I saying we should do that. Sure. But I do think it's kind of an interesting fun way to tap into celebration yeah. yeah i thought people were really stuffy about like the what constitutes communion though some places are some people okay. are yeah. okay yeah. sure i mean most people don't get that stuffy about the wine part of it okay wine is wine some people would say it's supposed to be red wine uh to For more the blood yeah aspect. okay there's no reason to believe that it has to be red wine okay sure 
Um, we don't know what Jesus was drinking at the time. Or what color his blood was. We don't know. That's it <laughs> might have been mostly plasma. Who knows? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm guessing blood was red, but he could have been, you know, <laughs> he could have <laughs> been, been having some, like, some Pinot Gris. You know? <laughs> Listen, Lizard Jesus, Jesus is 100% <laughs> God and 100% human, okay? Right. I don't know what's happening. Right. Blood, uh, <laughs> it's all mystery. Get out of rosé. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, you know, one thing that uh, Lord of Life has started doing that I think is leaning into this is our, our dinner church that we do on the Easter Vigil. Um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, this year we'll be a little bit more... Per- uh, intentional in fasting up until that point but so the easter vigil is kind of the first place in which we celebrate the resurrection and we've started doing that over a meal that we mm-hmm. share together yeah. and um you know we're kind of intentional about trying to make it a special meal that uh we uh, have catered in so it's not just our normal uh, wonderful volunteers who are being forced to slave in the ki- uh, sorry being forced to work in the kitchen throughout the experience rather right, but we're asking other people to come in and uh having that opportunity to just come participate in that feast as a yeah. community I, I think you can do things like that there are a lot of other churches who do dinner churches even more regularly right there's mm. a place down in houston does it like every week that's their standard practice is eating over a meal and using it. and that that's what the early church did too right the early church gathered not just to have communion but they likely gathered over a period of having a meal and communion was a piece of that yeah. process yeah. isn't that kind of the idea of mardi gras is the feast on the front end of the fast uh yeah Yes. Yeah, I think there's some kind of thing with that with Tuesday. Less, with of the, <laughs> less of the spiritual quality. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. But generally speaking, that's kind of the idea, I don't know that idea, anyone's right? going to New Orleans going like, woo, Jesus. Like, I don't think, <laughs> well, those things both might be said, but not <laughs> in the context You're in right. which we're yeah. Theoretically, it's possible. Right. It is, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think as we were talking about this, I was thinking like this interesting, like, uh, section in the Bible where Jesus kind of is giving all these kind of stories that they all end at a feast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the parable of the prodigal son mm-hmm. ends at a feast. But then shockingly we have kind of the story of like this woman loses a coin. She finds a coin and she invites all of her friends to come celebrate. Yeah. And you're like, it's a lost coin. Yeah. As an MBD, I've lost coins and I've found coins and I've lost coins I didn't even know I lose. Sometimes I'm like, good, I didn't want to keep up with that coin yeah, anymore. Yeah. Yeah, or like, <laughs> it's rolling oh, around in my purse. I'm like, did I have coins? I don't know. You know, like, <laughs> maybe. You know. And uh, then, but it was like this everyday simple act of joy for a person. And the inclination from the, the parable is like, and you're going to bring in your, your, your people to mm-hmm. that joy. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're going, like every time you experiencing joy, you should be like, how am I sharing this? How am I kind of telling other people about this, about these things? And maybe that's a, a practice that we could do as a Christian community is to celebrate with one another yeah. better. Like it's not just like, oftentimes we come together and be like, what are our prayer requests? And all of our prayers are like, somebody's in the hospital, mm-hmm. somebody's sick, somebody's experiencing death. That's what we pray over is kind of these harder things and mm-hmm. never, and rarely do we say like what are my joys and it feels weird being like in a room where people are saying like my aunt is in the hospital to be yeah. like guess what I you had guys a really great <laughs> day. Yeah. yeah i'm having a great day right. like my fattened calf that i ate from waterburger was killer right yeah like <laughs> like so it feels weird to like say that so maybe we could be in a better practice of encouragement and modeling Let's celebrate the little things in mm-hmm. life. Yeah. You know, finding coins is worthy of a, of celebration in, according to Jesus. Yeah. Let's get to it. Like, let's, let's you know, share that with one another and be excited for one another yeah. in those moments. And the space is big enough to hold both of those tensions, right? Yes. Like, you can have space for grief and you can have space for joy in the same. Sure. In the, in the same room, in the same prayer, in the same life experience, right? All, all of those things are true. And so, you know, both 
both ends of the spectrum need to be confident in or confident enough in where they are to know that it's okay for someone else to not be there mm-hmm. right like if i'm in my grief it's okay that not everybody's in my grief and if i'm in my joy it's okay for me to be in joy, right? And, uh, and we're not going to be like, shut up, Tina. You're bringing it down. That's right. Yeah, right. It's okay for other people to be in grief right. when I'm in joy. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think both these, you know, fasting and feasting can be held in tension. And, yes. and you can do both kind of a, together. I mean, we're doing them both at Lent. We're exploring what this looks like as a faith community. So I think we can get there. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. you can do them both wrong, right? Like neither one is better than the other because you can be doing either one in such a way that it's not increasing your connection with God, right? Which is its intention. Absolutely. And so it's the intentionality of how am I using this practice to bring me into a deeper relationship with God? That's what this is about. And it's not about God loving you more, right? It's about doing this thing out of a desire to express the love that is already had for you. For sure. You can definitely fall into, I'm fasting with all rule based. Yes. And all I am doing is based off judgment of others and my own, willpower and I, all i end up feeling is self-righteous That's right and or you could feast and all you're end up doing is you know divulging into hedonism and all you know so like <laughs> both those things are not, not great are not great uh you know one i guess tricks you into thinking you're closer to god mm-hmm. you know but um you know neither one of them are actually going to get you there yeah so only by the grace of god are we set free right any other thoughts on our fasting feasting themes no i don't think i think i'm set okay well if you're in the area come to lord life in the woodlands on sunday mornings or wednesday nights join us on our uh, live stream yeah Yeah. look up lord life lol online.org is is our website you can kind of check out our processing and preaching on these things yeah not to be confused with where you can find all of our episodes at beyondsundaypodcast.com where you can also send your your thoughts on uh fasting feasting and what you might be giving up or uh what you might be indulging in, in the name of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, at beyondsundaypodcast at gmail.com. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with more Beyond Sunday.